To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878. Quick, come on! They just came on now. Let's try to get closer to the stage. Sorry. Excuse me. You want to go on my shoulders? Yeah, that'd be unreal. Thanks. Wow. Three celebrates connections made by music this summer. Find out more at 3.ae forward slash music. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 26 of Dumb All Over, recording from the home of 45,000 apparently new coal jobs, Pennsylvania. This is a progressive podcast with brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture. We are always under the influence of craft beer. On today's episode, we will discuss the failing Trump care bill, the popularity of single-payer health care, and then we will answer questions on Twitter, and then following that, we have an interview with congressional candidate Sarah Smith from Washington State. And then we will end it with, well, I'm not 100% sure, but apparently what God's plan for North Korea is explained by Cindy Jacobs. Mm. So that should be interesting. Yeah. As always, I am Tom. Joined with me is my co-host, Austin. What's up, Tom? Hi, Austin. How are you? I'm good. Good. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you were bad, that would be yeah. bad, you know? Um. Yeah, we just got done recording with uh, Two Skeptical Chaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, their episode will come out in the next week or two, they said. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, look forward to that. We'll, uh, we'll let that. everybody know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun, though. Got us- I think we'll probably uh, post post our portion on the, our feed. Okay. So, yeah, that's cool. So you won't even have to go far to find you it, You don't. Yep, it'll yeah. just be a download. Uh, that was a lot of fun, though. It got me really- It was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it got me really amped up for today, too. So yeah. that, that was that's nice. But I'm afraid I used all my good material. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the only way to find out is to start the show. And- Oh, wait, hold on. Before we get to that, though- What? I do want to say- What do you uh, say? Maybe I shouldn't, because it might spoil it, but I really want to make fun of you. Me? Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm going to save it. And then after they release their episode, then I'll make fun of you. You can't for it. do that now. Yeah, I Na- can. Okay. Because I don't want to ruin that. I don't want to give away their thing. Okay. So. Well, this is all build up then. Now now people are going to be like, <laughs> yeah. I got to know what it is. Yeah. Uh, we'll just say that something happened unexpectedly uh, yeah. with us, to us, on their show. And the thing that happened to me is just. <laughs> little ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and amazing and hilarious yeah and i don't think it was intended either <laughs> that's the worst part no 
God damn it. That's why it's the magic of podcasting. Yeah. 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 So now you got to listen. Yeah. Definitely listen. It was a fun yeah. episode. A lot of they're they're hilarious those guys. Yeah. Uh but we got to start our show off the way we start our show off. <laughs> I've been waiting so long for this, with, even though we've actually had one already today. We have, but that was with that show. And we yeah. announced what beer it is on that, too. So. I'm actually looking forward to this one a little more. I am, too. It's uh, Okay, it's from Duclaw. Mm-hmm. We've had Duclaw before, but I do not believe we've had this one. Nope. Looking at our list right now, I don't. it's hard to tell with the 10,000 no, bottles had, up there. We've had For Pete's Sake, mm-hmm. and we've had Sweet Baby Sweet Jesus. Baby Jesus. those okay. are the only two. This one is called Dirty Little Freak. Um, it is, okay, a dominant blend of roasted malt, coconut, caramel, and chocolate. Yeah. Um, I don't see the percentage of booze in here. I think that one's like 6%. Okay, well, since I don't have the actual number, we're going to have to go with that. So, 6% ABV, sure, if you want. That's 5.8%. Where was that? It's right there. Oh, you, oh! You mean in the front of the bottle? Yeah, <laughs> five point eight. So yeah. six is fucking close. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. I know my beer, man. <laughs> I I know. That's why we're Ready? drinking it. Cheers! Cheers! Oh yeah, oh, we that actually did. Good it. That was good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Ooh, a lot of chocolate. Yeah, I can taste the chocolate in this one a lot. And the coconut. Those are the two that come out of me. <laughs> okay, Austin. Yeah. They come out of you? They, no, they come out at me. Oh, sounded like you said they come out of me, but okay. No, later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. This is very good. Mm. Very yeah. good. Very tasty. And it's uh, really positive, right? Yeah. Well, I got more positive news. Okay. This I'm, is exciting. I'm bracing. I'm hoping it's actually positive and Let, that you're not pulling a fast one. It is 100% positive. Okay. So with that said, let's begin today's Trump report. <gasps> <laughs> yes, it's catching on. Hey, Austin. What, Tom? You know what happened overnight? And by overnight, I mean Monday night? I think I do, but I'm going to let you tell everybody. Okay. <laughs> Trump care is yeah. dead. Ah, finally. That should uh, You should insert a little like applause there. Yeah. yeah because it's uh, it's dead. Dead, it's dead, dead? Yep, dead, dead, dead. Are not going to try anymore? No. Not no no they they're gonna try ah. <laughs> yeah uh, but it's dead for now yeah um and the reason why it's dead is because two more Republicans came out against the bill last night they announced that they will not vote for Trump Care so they're gonna they, those two are um, joining Rand Paul and Susan Collins yeah and those two that are joining are Senators Mike Lee and Jerry Moran nice yeah. Now, whether or not they, and plus the uh, the fifth one of John McCain, yeah. his absence, yeah, he's having his brain worked on or something. Yeah, so no, but for real, there was apparently some kind of blood clot behind his uh, behind his eye, and they yeah. had to go through his skull to get that blood clot fixed. So they hmm. had to actually take a piece of his skull out, and as a result, the recovery or it's apparently a little bit more serious. Now, listen, we make fun of John McCain. Sometimes we even praise him because he sometimes decides to fight up. Uh, speedy recovery, yeah. I guess. But, I mean, I don't know what this means for the rest of his political career. In all seriousness, I wonder if that had anything to do with that bizarre line of questioning at the end of the Comey hearing. I don't hearing. know. 
It might like, if it, if they if it's directly maybe associated to the brain. Yeah, that's what I mean. He, like, he looked like a completely different person. Yeah, he was asking these random questions. I yeah. don't know. And it was I, just bizarre. Like all of it was bizarre. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this happens a couple months later. Yeah, I don't know if they're if they're related at all. But uh, yeah, John McCain's absence, and then the four Republicans now that say we're not voting for and. That was it. That's it. That's it. They shot the bill down. Mitch McConnell or Bitch McConnell came out uh, with a statement saying that it, it's dead. Now they're going to go for the full repeal of of uh, of Obamacare, which I believe is exactly what they said they wouldn't do. Right? They're going to do it anyway. And now they're kind of going along the lines of Donald Trump, who said his original idea was just to let Obamacare fail. And then clean up after it's done. Yeah, but if they repeal it, they're not letting it fail. Exactly. Well, yeah, but there's like two different stories that are coming out of Washington. It is funny, yeah, because I see a headline right here from the Washington Post that says, uh, Trump tells GOP to let Obamacare fail. Right. And then there's other reports saying that they're just going to go for a full repeal. Mm. Uh, but either way, at the moment, Trump Care is not going to pass. Yep. They, they just don't have enough support for it. Um, now, who did Trump say was to blame for not passing? I don't know. I don't know what he said. Well, in his tweet, I'm pretty sure he said that uh, it was because of all the Democrats and oh. a couple Republicans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the rest were loyal good foot That's soldiers right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a tweet actually read on the show, yeah. the, on Two Skeptical Chaps. Yeah, he said all the Democrats, which is not necessarily true at all because they actually closed the Democrats out of any discussions. Yeah. And then he said a few Republicans as well. You know, he said, oh, well, but most of them were good. <laughs> but it it comes down to the Republicans. Republicans yeah. can't get this passed because they know it's going to destroy their political careers. It is crazy, though, because they had six years to work on this. Eight, if yeah. you count the people who were there that from is, the beginning. That is true. Yeah. What were they doing? Obviously not this. Yeah. Well, because in one way or another, Obamacare helps out people. It helps out more people than than ever before, really, in this country, yeah. at least. And when you look at most of the support of Obamacare or where people are getting Obamacare, where are they coming from? The North? Blue states? No. No. They come from red states. Yeah. Those red states are controlled by Republicans. Yeah. They're not dumb. One of the... I forget which one it but was. I think the thing that Republicans don't get is that there's nowhere to go from here but forward. Right. You well, can't go back now. To Republicans, that's not right. To Republicans, they do want to go back. At least the politicians the do, yeah. right? Um, but I'm saying that just theoretically, like if you talk to people, the only way to go is forward. Absolutely, man. Because we'll if you talk to pe- even if you talk to conservatives mm-hmm. and you say we can give you this plan, mm-hmm. and basically you just describe all the tenets of Medicare for all, right? They will all say yes, exactly. I want that, and we're going to talk a little bit Until about the you popularity. Call it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem, the pro- I think the biggest problem with Obamacare is that it had his name on it. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly, because when people, when I, I remember seeing these like YouTube videos popping up, when yeah. people asked if you support Obamacare, no, no, yeah. but if you support the affirmative, uh, what, what's the full title? The Affordable Care Act. Yeah, the Affordable yeah. Care Act. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do, because yeah. it, it insures my family. Dumbass. It's the exact same thing. Well, they did one where they um, they asked, I believe it was Trump supporters, and they said, do you support Obamacare? <laughs> right. And they're like, no. Yeah. And then they read Obamacare, but they called it Trump Care. And they said, well, this is what Trump is proposing. And they read out, and they, they just it. read Obamacare, and they're like, that sounds fantastic. Right. And then the guy's like, actually, that's Obamacare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just changed yeah. the name. Yeah. yeah. And because they do actually support it, they just don't like Obama. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. And that's why the Republicans were smart, 
because they did that right away. Frank Lentz told them, mm-hmm. call it Obamacare. Right. Call it Obamacare and people won't like well, it. Well, and I think that might also be a problem as to why Trump care might not get enough popularity, especially amongst the people. Because when when his po- or his approval ratings at 38% average yeah. or something like that, that means a majority of the country does not support the name or the person Donald Trump. Why would yeah. they support Trump care? Although I think in that case, if you, I mean, you could call that bill anything. Right. And if you told people what's in it, they wouldn't support I, but it. But I really do believe that having the name Trump care is going to affect that. People well, are yeah, gonna, well, a lot of people like, oh. took the lessons that they learned from calling it Obamacare and they just used it against right, them. Right, yeah. right. Which is um, smart. Now, I'm not sure which of the two it was, but it, it might have been Moran, the uh, one of the Republicans that came out against Trump care. Mm-hmm. He said, one of them said, I'm not sure if it was him, they said going backwards, once in, once Americans get something, it's almost impossible to take it away from them. Yeah. And that's smart. Yeah. And in theory, right now at least, Obamacare is really the law of the land. Yeah, it is. People have health care. More people have health care than ever yeah. before. Taking it away from them is going to destroy people. And yeah. They won't stand for that. And it's not the answer. The answer is to get more people health care, exactly. not less. It exactly. doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, it makes sense if the people who are telling you that makes sense are lining your pockets. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Ultimately, that's what that comes down to. But here's something interesting, too. There's another article from the Boston Globe that says, not replacing Obamacare threatens the rest of the GOP agenda. Okay. Which is true. Right. Because the point, was, what what they wanted to do was have tax reform, but what they needed to do was get um, Obamacare repealed and replaced first so they could have the first wave of tax cuts that's right, right. in order to get the second wave. And they can't do the second wave without the first. Exactly. And so right now, as far as their tax reform is, they're fucked. So it's another thing on the list of things that Trump wanted to do, yeah. along with defeating ISIS in a month, building the border wall, yeah. all these failed things, not passing a replacement to Obamacare but Tom, fucks everything up. He wants to build an invisible border wall. Ah, so how do you know it's not already there? It, you're right. It must be. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. It's got to be. It's got a cloak or the glass. Well, it has to be invisible. <laughs> yeah. Because you need to be able to see the drugs that are raining down upon yes. you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which makes so much sense. Yeah. Makes so much sense. <laughs> Isn't that what was pre- uh, suggested? A glass wall? Yeah. So that you can see through it and see the drug dealers throwing drugs over the wall? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can position yourself to catch them? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how like, drug- oh, Christmas game really. This that year. is not how drug dealers work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, who, have you not seen Breaking Bad? Yeah, that's not how it works. Clearly not. Right, especially you have to if be you're a going- former chemistry teacher. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and you have to have a failed uh, student of yeah. yours. Everybody knows. That's how it's the way yeah. it works. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got pedal meth. Yep. I mean, drugs. <laughs> I went full Breaking Bad there. <laughs> but no, honestly, drugs are not distributed that way. No. They're not. Mm-mm. So it's stupid. But the wall is another failed thing. The good news about all of this is Trump care is dead. Yep, for now. For and now. it sounds like for the foreseeable future. Right. Now it looks like they're changing their focus. And listen. But on to what? I'm curious because the next thing they wanted to do is tax reform. Right. So I have no idea. Well, change- Maybe the wall? I don't know. I don't think they could do that either. Yeah, I know. I don't think they could do that either. <laughs> that is so inept. Because they still have to pass a budget, and they got to talk to the, the, the debt ceiling raises. That, oh, yeah. That conversation is supposed to be yeah. done by next month. Yeah. You, Boy, they're in trouble. They have all these things that they have to do. Uh, re- the repealing Obamacare part was supposed to be done already. They supposed were supposed to be to easy. Be, yeah, yeah. They were supposed to be focusing on all this other shit to ruin Americans' lives. Yeah. But you can't get that one thing done, like you said. You can't really do anything else. Yeah. It's like, you know... 
Because how much of the budget? It's like the reverse domino effect. <laughs> it really <laughs> like is. Like when you can't get the first one started, yeah. the rest of them just sit there going. You think they're going to approve a budget for the fucking wall when they can't even? Oh, I know. Yeah. It, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So I mean, even the a lot of I think even more than uh, the ones that were against repealing Obamacare, more of them don't want to build the wall. Republicans. Well, because it's stupid and it's a gigantic waste of money. And, yeah. And you could be the biggest Trump supporter. Uh, but when you look at the money, well, there's a lot of Trump supporters too who said, "Well, he's not actually going to do that." Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But like, even the Trump supporters who are diehard supporters of him, when you give them the figures and you say it's going to be eighty billion dollars, they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like that's a lot of money, roll, buddy. That's a lot of money for a <laughs> yeah. wall that really isn't going to do much. Yeah. Especially when you realize that I think it's like sixty or seventy percent of illegal immigrants come through the water, yeah. the seas. They come from South America, not even Mexico. Yep. Mexico doesn't even allow immigration from South America to walk through Mexico. They have to go around it. Yep. So what are you going to build a wall through the fucking Gulf of Mexico? Yeah, I know. Can't do it. I know. It's nuts. So it's dumb. It's a dumb. And nothing's going to get passed. Now, this is what I want everybody to focus on. I want people to start focusing on the small bills that are going to get passed now. Yeah. Because while these gigantic ones are glamorous and they're a lot of fun to talk about, while all this is going on, Congress continues to pass bills. Oh, yeah. And some of these bills you won't even hear about. Yeah. You probably will never hear about. Yeah. But they're going through, and they those are the ones you got to pay attention to now that Trump Care is dead. And the executive orders are still yeah, going. Flowing so, yeah, flowing through. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's no shortage of things to focus on. <laughs> no, but, no. But a giant pillar of the Trump agenda has just been toppled. Yeah, yeah. So. And good. I'm glad. Yeah. The, the longer we can stall this, so, the I mean, closer it's only we get so to long before the whole house comes crashing down. Yeah. And you know what? Like I said, the the longer we can stall this, the closer we get to 2018. Well, that's what I was like hoping. I was hoping that you know if we can stall this until 2018 and we can actually flip the house and the Senate, then none of this becomes a problem yeah. anymore. And then we actually and, maybe have a chance at something like single payer. Yeah. But a lot of that has, you know, a lot of stuff has to happen before that happens. Oh yeah. We're, Hopefully by then we'll have President Nelson. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're still holding to that. <laughs> we're still holding to that. If you know what we're talking about, a few episodes back, you gotta listen to that. Yeah, it's my um, House of Cards scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which oddly enough makes a lot of sense if yeah. you really go to nitty gritty on that one. But uh, let's move away from Trump because mm-hmm. that's the big Trump story. We're yeah. not going to cover the Russia scandal because we did that last week, yeah. and it's more of the same. Really, we could yeah. talk about Paul Manafort for like an hour if we wanted to because yeah, his no story thanks. continues to get interesting. <laughs> yeah. But um, we'll skip by that. Let's uh, move on to our, our next segment here, which is issues of importance. Yeah. Um, Austin, you brought up something to me, and you said uh, you, you saw an article or something of the sort that showed that single payer, uh, single payer is now extremely popular amongst Americans. Yeah. So <clears throat> in a... Um in a poll that was done by the Pew Research Center from June 8th to the 18th, it says that 60% of Americans who are surveyed said the federal government is responsible for providing health care to all Americans, compared to 39% who said it's not the government's job. So 60%. 60% now. Of Americans think that is the federal government's job to provide health care to all Americans. I mean, that's not high enough. For me, I want it to be 100%, you know? Well, now, here's the interesting bit, though. Only 33% said they favor a single-payer system, which is up 12 points, apparently, from the last time they did this poll. Okay. Over what? Hmm? Over what? 
over over like Obamacare, that sort of thing? No, it's it's up 12 points from the last time they asked about single payer. Oh, okay, okay. But um, I don't know what other way they think. <laughs> well, then no, that's what I'm asking because yeah. I'm like, like, okay, 33% uh, support single payer over what? What's the other option? I just don't think they like an Obamacare sort of thing. I don't. Yeah, but how do you get universal coverage with that? You can't. Yeah. Unless they mean like some sort of government control, because that's what this is—is is like some sort of. Well, government the only control. other way I can think of is the model that uh, England has with the NHS, which is total government control. Right. Hmm. Like single payer is where the government basically takes control of paying. The doctors and hospitals, right, for healthcare. Right. Where England hires the hospital, the doctors and the hospital like directly. They d- work directly for the government. Right. That's the only other way. <laughs> so I don't know. Is, is that, that the, that's what Canada does it too? Isn't it? No, Canada has a single pair. Oh, they have a single yeah. pair. Okay. Um, no, England's the only one who does it that way. Okay. And their system, it's effective. I think is actually better. <laughs> is it? But regardless, but, <laughs> I'm but not going to problem- nitpick. <laughs> well, the problem is with well, I think, and I'm speaking a little bit out of ignorance because I'm not. Um, English, obviously, but they, I think the flaw with their system is that it can be easily manipulated by uh, an opposing party in power. And that's what's happened. The conservative party, when they're in power, tried to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think single pair is a little more insulated right. from changing parties. I guess so, yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Because look at, like, if this were direct government health care, I bet Trump would have dismantled it by now. Probably, yeah. Because you could do that yeah, without yeah. legislation. Right, he'll have the control for Where, that. with look at how much he's struggling to get rid of Obamacare. Yeah, can't. Yeah. So I think that's the only... But I know England's system is more efficient because they can... Because of that, yeah. yeah. But I mean, listen... So it's all uh, about trade-offs. The, f- the positive factor there is that uh, 60% say that the government has some sort of responsibility in this. That's, yeah. a, that's a big percentage of the country. That's, and it says to cover all Americans, not, not to cover pair, some. Yeah, then. I, I don't, know. What the f- or whatever. I, know. I just think people are ignorant of the, what the terms what, mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It's just like Obamacare and affordable. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and like I, I've actually talked to people who have debated me over the fact that like I, I've, I've fought for single payer and they're yeah. like, no, we need universal health care. The fuck do you think? <laughs> oh, Excuse me. That is frustrating. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Like, oh no, we need universal healthcare, not the single payer bullshit. Are you? I'm, I kid yeah. you not, Austin. That's a serious conversation I've had with somebody, yeah. and I'm just like, you are really not understanding what's going on here. Yeah. Um, so more positive news: that Trump is- Care dies. Yeah. And more so, people want single payer healthcare, yeah. but there is bad news li- lined up in this. Okay, the bad news is the politicians are still being bought out by insurance companies. Yeah. So as long as we continue to elect these, you know, corporate politicians, Democrat and Republican, we're not going to get anything changed. Yeah. Why would you get and, a change? And like, like you know, it's funny because we rag on the American voters a lot. Yeah. But we deserve a right to. <laughs> Yeah, but if you look at public opinion, the parties are always trailing the public. Oh yeah, in uh, I, in, the right policies. In my uh, in, in my uh, solo show, uh, affirmative assessment, which yeah. was released on just this Monday, you can find it on Block Talk Radio. <laughs> Only Tom could shamelessly plug his own show in his own show. <laughs> it's like showception. <laughs> but I talked about the uh, favorability. Uh, the Democrats are polling at, I believe, forty percent, yeah. and Republicans are at thirty nine, according to. Um, I forgot what sir uh, the Gallup poll. I yeah. used Gallup. Yeah. Um so thirty nine and forty yeah. percent is what their their favorability is at. Both parties are failing yeah. because they're behind the issues. They're not representing what Americans want. No. And that's the idea of a politician. You elect yeah. somebody to represent Present you. you. Yeah. That's why they're called wait, wait for it. 
representatives. I knew that's what he was going to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that also tracks with the uh, the other article we saw that somehow Hillary Clinton is still less popular than Donald Trump. Incredible. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, you, you proved me wrong because you said Chris Christie. Yeah. But- other than Chris Christie, who's pretty much a, a guarantee out at this point. Yeah. He has you, a 5% approval rating. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, um, that's in New Jersey. <laughs> so you have, yeah, I know. So you have uh, Donald Trump, who's probably the most disliked politician in the world, you mm-hmm. would think. But then you have Hillary Clinton, who's still polling under. Yeah, I know. Which was, That was shocking to me. Yeah. I really was shocking to me because I just, I couldn't imagine, because she's been relatively quiet over the last few months, yeah. you know, coming out once in a while, but nothing really major. He hasn't. <laughs> he's the president. And you would think that he's getting destroyed here. But, yeah, people just don't like Hillary Clinton. I mean, yeah, and I wonder if some of it has to do with um, the fact that people blame her for Trump. Like, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Um, Do you still have that, that article pulled up? Uh, yep. the, the letter? Yep. So you showed me this letter. That was released, and I somehow I never saw this. I don't know how. Oh, wait, I before we get to that, let's yeah. talk about the this poll first. So it says more than a fifth of Clinton voters now say they view her unfavorably, compared with only eight percent of likely Clinton voters saying the same in Bloomberg's last poll before the election. That's a big jump. Yeah. So more people now dislike. Yeah. Her. So she continues to fall, as she continues to try to make another public appearance. You know, like she's trying to get back into the public eye one way or another, but is she not looking at the polls that she relied on so much? No, I don't know. Because, like, why? Why would you even bother? But here's what you were talking about. Yeah. So in that giant um, WikiLeaks dump of all those emails, Mm -hmm. this email was uncovered from April 7th, 2015 uh, to the Democratic National Committee about the 2016 GOP presidential candidates. And I'll read you the email. It says, friends, uh, this memo is intended to outline the strategy and, uh, and goals of a potential Hillary Clinton presidential campaign would have regarding the 2016 Republican presidential field. Clearly, most of what is contained in this memo is work the DNC is already doing. Hmm, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. The ex- this exercise is intended to put those ideas to paper. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> Technically, it's not paper, but okay. Well, we'll ask soon. We'll probably have to ask Mike Pence if leaving a paper trail is beneficial, because <laughs> yeah. apparently he has a major paper trail that's leading him into some hot water. Ooh, yeah. But God, so is Lil Donnie. And yeah, he released his to them. <laughs> to the media. <laughs> yeah. That's another story, guys. Right. So the email continues. Our goals and strategy. Our hope is that the goal of a potential Hillary Rodham Clinton campaign and the DNC would be one and the same. It was to make whomever the Republican nominee unpalatable to majority of the electorate we have outlined these strategies to obtain our goal number one force all republican candidates to lock themselves into extreme conservative positions that will hurt them in a general election yeah good job there hillary yeah they've all done that willingly and they keep winning yes (laughs) Uh, next undermine any credibility trust republican presidential candidates have to make inroads to our coalition or independence which, okay, I mean, I guess that's kind of the basic strategy. Yeah, except that she kept trying to pull in independence from the right, right. where she should have been trying to pull it's in independence from the left. From the yeah. Okay. All right, and number three, muddy the waters on any potential attack lodged against Hillary Clinton, which the Republicans have been doing that for thirty years. So. Right. 
But then the, here, but here's the it goes on right? operationalizing the strategy, which that's going to be the name of my next cover band: <laughs> operationalizing the strategy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every episode, you got to have a new no, no. cover band name. <laughs> Joe, what's the band that's going to yeah, be covered? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can tell us what band it is. Maybe it's Dream Theater. Um, Don't hint at that. <laughs> what influencing the idea? Weird. You're like a politician, bro. <laughs> I can influence stuff like that. I'm scared now. Go ahead. All right. So operationalizing the strategy, and then in italics, Pied Piper candidates. This is the important part. Yes. So there are two ways to approach the strategies mentioned above. The first is to use the field as a whole to inflict damage on itself, similar to what happened to Mitt Romney in 2012. Yeah, it wasn't the fact that he didn't have a personality. It was all the damage they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous that they're taking credit for that. Yeah. Mitt Romney had zero personality, and Barack Obama had a ton of personality. Yeah. And in this case, I think it was reversed, but that's not the point. That um, is that is true, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the variety of candidates is a positive here, and many of the lesser known can serve as a cudgel to move the more established candidates further to the right. I don't think that's possible. Um, in this scenario, we represent the mainstream, or in... The, okay, sorry, I fucked that up. <laughs> In this scenario, we don't want to marginalize the more extreme candidates because that's really important. So let me read that again. This is what the DNC, or what the Clinton campaign is telling the DNC. Right. In this scenario, we don't want to marginalize the more extreme candidates, but make them more Pied Piper candidates who actually represent the mainstream of the Republican Party. Pied Piper candidates include, but are not limited to... Ready? Ted Cruz, Ben Carson, and Donald Trump. There you go. Yep. And here's how the memo ends. We need to be elevating the Pied Piper candidates so that they are leaders of the pack and tell the press to take them seriously. There you go. So you tell the press to focus on these guys and their issues and the racism and blah, 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 thinking that you're going to push people away from them when all it did was open up the thresholds of these people. Yeah. And they pour it out and they're like, well, I actually like this guy. Yeah. And then you continue to cover him. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't like relitigating the primary over and over again because right. I find it a pointless exercise. Yeah, it is pointless. But this is a big deal. That is. Because it has less to do with the primary and how it was run yeah. and just how horrible their strategy was. Now, my And question- how ignorant they are of what kind of thing can catch on. Now, my question is, is this stuff protocol like is this the what every campaign like did bernie sanders have a, a potential strategy for a bernie sanders campaign and, i'm sure he did but i can't imagine it's elevating the yeah. craziest members of the yeah. other party it should be shunning them it should be shunning them it should have nothing to do with them no, it should be giving your message to the people wow that's it now why ben carson hmm? why ben carson he's not extremist yeah he is he's how how not with like I'm talking about specifically racism and stuff like that. Oh, I'm yeah. Well, I don't know. Like his policies, yes, but like putting him in the same page as Donald Trump as far as that goes. But he's a religious extremist. Yeah, I guess. But he's also clueless. Yeah, but he's I mean, he's more of a religious extremist than Trump. Yeah. Well, no, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. he would be fighting much harder to get rid of the separation of church and state. Mm, true. Trump will do it, you know, so long as he feels like it, right. but as soon as he gets bored, he's gonna be like, eh. <laughs> oh well, Way to bring us down, Austin. Sorry. <laughs> but that's actually... But it's, just, it's amazing how p- 
poor their strategy was and how little forethought they had. Yeah, I mean, that's the dumbest strategy you can yeah. come up with. Yeah. It really is. Like, no one thought that one through, it seems like. Yeah. It, it's, that's what it seems like. It seems and like the no polling at the time was saying that um, uh, Trump could beat Hillary, that it was very close, so why right. would you elevate him then? Mm-hmm. Tell the press to ignore him. Like yeah, exactly. A sideshow. Exactly. Focus yeah. on other candidates. Yeah. Well, or 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 don't. Yeah. Just let the press do their fucking job. Yeah. Don't try to influence them all the time. And that just scares me for the future. Because like, what's going to oh, stop? I know. What's yeah. going to stop them from doing that again? You know. Well, the thing is, this came right from the Hillary campaign. Right. And hopefully, she's not running again. So maybe that's what'll stop. I would hope not. Yeah. But I mean, anything's possible. Yeah. You never know. Honestly. Yeah. You never know. Especially with her coming out yeah. and making more public appearances. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? John yeah. Kerry didn't do that, from what I remember, when he lost to Bush. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, all right. Well. <laughs> unfortunately that's a bad note to end it on <laughs> yeah. but um i think that just about does it for the issues of importance yeah um we gotta try to keep them a little short because we want to yep. have some time for the interview later on so yeah. when we come back we will answer your questions on twitter and we have a few questions for today <laughs> some oh of boy, them are some of them are good some of yeah. them are like what the fuck is this but uh yeah, yeah we'll be back and shortly. some of them from a certain person we might not get to all of his questions because <laughs> <laughs> he kept firing them off jeez man <laughs> It's crazy. (laughs) All right, but we'll get to as many as we can when we come back. Okay, we are back. Hmm. Yes. What was that? Hmm. I just want the beer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Waiting for you, Tom. Okay, so let's introduce the beer. Okay. How about it? Yeah. Should we do that? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Uh, it's from Weyerbacher. Shocking. I know. And it's called Wit. It's a little shocking because you actually picked it out this time. I know. Yeah. Uh, and it's called Wit. It's Belgian-style ale, mm. brewed with coriander, orange peels, grains of paradise, and star anise, anise, anise. Let's hope it's not anus. It's probably not anus. <laughs> um, so my assumption is, it's 4.6% ABV, by the way. Yeah. My assumption is that that star anise is a code word for marijuana because it smells like pot. It does smell like pot. <laughs> it does. It does smell a lot like pot. Like, I'm afraid to drink this not and that drive I know home. what pot would smell like. Oh, yeah, no, because we're innocent. Yeah. I've never smoked pot before. And I usually have edibles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I just want to drink the pot. Let's go. All right. It kind of tastes like pot. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice and it's light. Mm. And it's... Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> it doesn't have pot in it. I don't... Are you sure? Can you say that for sure? Yes, I can. I can't. It, it tastes like pot. <laughs> it smells like pot. You know that, that marijuana is an herb, right? So there's going to be lots of things that have a similar... Never mind. I'm not going to get into this with you. <laughs> it's all right, dude. Totally. Why do I sound like a surfer? All right. Hey, Austin. What? You know what time it is. Mm. God, I miss that weed. (laughs) (laughs) It's Twitter time. Whatever. I'm not going to put up much of a fight this week. (laughs) Because you're drinking weed. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Let's start off with the poll of the week, shall we? <laughs> sure. Poll of the week. All right, I made this kind of, uh, the idea was to just have a light, kind of funny. Yeah. This is what I kinda thought. I like this beer. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
Who will go to jail first? Mm. Yeah, that sounds real late. <laughs> Donald Dr- Trump? <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, Trump is his original name, I know. Apparently. Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, or Hillary Clinton? Of course you added Hillary Clinton. Yeah, why not? I wanted to see what the people thought. Okay. All right. So, what and actually, the, the results changed right before. Remember I told you it was weird? Oh, yeah. But uh, we had some last-minute voters that kind of fucked up the, uh, that part. But who uh, do you think won? Oh, I'm sure it was Trump. You sure? Don't do that to me. Are you sure? If it's not, I'm going to be very sad. It's not Donald Trump. Uh, Austin, Donald Trump was the last place. What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This poll was fucking weird. All right. I did. I expected full Who do I kill? <laughs> apparently 80 people because Donald Trump won 9% of the vote. Hillary Clinton won 18%. Wow. Trump Jr. won 30. Okay. And Kushner wins the poll at G. 43%. Kush. Wow. I, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I did this at the time Donald Trump Jr.'s story was starting to get on, on oh, the roll. Okay. So I'm thinking people are going to flock to Donald J. Trump Jr. Yeah, yeah. Or Trump because the hatred of Trump. Yeah. Trump coming in fucking last place blew my mind. Yeah. Um, I, I still, obviously, I did not even think Kushner even stood a chance. Although, if you think about it, from um like a reality standpoint, that's probably actually pretty accurate. Probably. Yeah, because there's probably very little chance that Trump could go to jail. Right. Uh, there's but, a higher chance that Hillary could go to jail because he threatened that a couple times. Yeah, but Hillary's not going to jail. I know, but I'm just so saying the, of but probabilities. The fact, but the fact that people think Clinton has a better chance still boggles my mind. Some yeah. of the comments in there were uh, that it should be all. Of, there should be another option for all of the above. Um, and where I kind of just respond to them like, well, Twitter should make more poll options because I had a Yeah, whole... they like to criticize you for your poll choices. They do, but it's okay. <laughs> it's part of Twitter. That's <laughs> part of being so... Are you eating right now? This cheese is so good. He's <laughs> <laughs> such an asshole. Don't worry, Austin. I'll take control from here. So, now that that fucking wacky poll is done, which mm-hmm. is by far the most surprising poll I've, I, we've had so far. Thank you for those who voted. Uh, we have a bunch of questions for today, though. <sighs> Where should we start? Let's start off with my buddy Dan Pineda at DanPineda88. That's his Twitter handle. Dan asked us, do you guys honestly believe OJ Simpson will be or should be granted parole or should he be in prison for life? So it's like a two-part there. So do you think he will be uh, put on parole or should he be granted parole for life? Huh. It's two different questions. I think he will be put on parole. You do think so? Yeah. Why is that? Because for the crime that they convicted him for, he's already stayed a lot longer than okay. most people would. It's funny. I was just having this conversation the other day. It's tough because it puts me in a weird moral conundrum. Because for the crime that he was convicted of, the time he served is excessive. Right. But we're all pretty sure that he killed two people and got away with it. <laughs> Almost 100% yeah. sure, but yeah. So it puts me in a real moral conundrum, do you say... That, you know, it's for the sake of the system, you need to play it fair and let him out? Or for the sake of the public, do you keep him in for a crime that he wasn't convicted for? I don't know. That's the question. I feel like you almost have to let him out. Really? Yeah. Just for the sake of the system? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because you, you can't start setting a precedent where they can put people away for crimes that they weren't convicted of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess because that would be like a that would be a prison state. And that I would mean, be he bad. was convicted for stealing his own memorabilia, right? Yeah, and so he's been in prison they, for a long time. So I guess by that logic, yeah, you I guess he does deserve to be on parole. Mm-hmm. But it's still one of those situations it's where, weird. like, yeah, it's a weird moral gray area because you're pretty sure, you know, that he did, yeah. kill two people, yeah. at least two people. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess you're right. I can't really argue that just for the simple fact that that is what would be the right thing to do, since that's what they convicted him of. Yeah. Uh, wow. Because that's how this. I mean, you can't. He might be in danger when he comes out, though. Mm. You know, people Maybe. people are not going to let that off easily. Um, all right. Well, thanks. I don't so- know, but there's a big time between when he got convicted for yeah. that crime and when he was acquitted of the other crime. Well, the first one was in 1994. I only remember that because that was right, right around the same time where uh, the Rangers were in the Stanley Cup. That's the only reason why I remember that. Okay. But, um, yeah, so that's it has been quite a while. Yeah, because he wasn't convicted until the mid-2000s. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, I, I personally think he should be in prison for life because I'm pretty sure he killed those two people. Mm-hmm. But because they don't know for fact, I guess he can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move to the next question, uh, and then we'll, we have a couple really crazy ones coming up. But uh, this one's from Jason Cohen, uh, Primus Fan eighty seven. Okay, he uh, you know been asking us questions since the beginning of the show. So yeah, thank, yeah. thank you for consistency. Um, have any of you seen the movie Idiocracy? Yes, I have not. Huh. Uh, do you think that America that that will be America in a few years if it isn't already? Is his question. So I'm yeah, out of this one. If it isn't already, is a good qualifier so very quickly explain to me what the hell this is and then idiocracy is a mike judge film about if the dumbest people were put in power oh boy it's supposed to be about a future dystopia oh boy yeah well that sucks and um it bears a lot of striking similarities to this administration really yeah when was the movie made Mm, 90s mid 2000s oh it's newer yeah it was i mean there's a whole there's a whole like folklore about how it was released because it was supposed to be released by a big studio and that didn't happen and Mike Judge had to fight to get it made and it was a bunch of and it became a cult hit. Okay. And it's really good. Um a few years. Yeah, I don't even know if it'll last that long. I, mean, I think I think we already pretty much are in idiot. Yeah, it feels it feels that way. Well there you go. Yeah. I wish I had seen it so I could help out with this, but I <laughs> haven't seen it. So yeah. but uh I'll take your word for it. That does sound like it's today's administration. Yeah. Uh, next question uh, from Juice in the Morning uh, at, the, at Juice in the AM is his Twitter handle. I believe podcaster. Yeah. Um, I've heard religion was designed to govern people. What do you think? Um, I mean, I think it is used that way often and effectively. Designed to govern people. I'm not sure all religion was designed to govern people. Right. I feel like. Even Christianity, to me, feels like it was invented to empower um, poor people, mm-hmm. basically, by using uh, elements of Judaism and creating a new you know, form of Judaism. Um, I think, I mean, there's so many that are, feel like they were created for different reasons. Like, Scientology was obviously a cash grab. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Mormonism was another cash grab. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if any were explicitly designed to control. Well, I guess in a sense they were. 
I, I, th- yeah. I think so. Yeah. Personally, well, I think uh, so. If you, if you think about it, especially on gender lines, mm-hmm. a lot of them were specifically oh, yeah. to control well, women. I mean, uh, the, Ten Co- the Ten Commandments. Yeah. If you look at the Ten Commandments, what are they really? They're just a to-do list, or yeah. what not to-do list, I should say, in, well, in a Well, I mean, lot they're, of ways. they're really just a list of... Uh, Common you know, sense what, ideas. What a, well, it's a, well, not all of it. Most of it's just about a God being very jealous. Okay, you know, but don't I don't worship false idols. Worship right, no others okay. before me. I mean, right, most right. of them just repeat themselves. But like, only two of them are laws: don't steal and don't kill. That's right. it. But I mean, it's kind of like you, you you put this. You got an organization, and you put this mindset into people that if you don't follow what this religion says or what our preachers say, you go to hell. And then yeah. you describe this place as this fiery death trap of a place. Yeah, but it really wasn't described that way in the Bible. No, I know. It wasn't described that way until Dante. I, I'm spe- I'm specifically speaking about like in today's society. Yeah, I know. But that's why the question is interesting because it's about was it created? Well, that's true. Probably not. That's what I it think. It was yeah. probably just a... Honest, the honest historical answer is probably just as uh, to create it as an explanation. Yeah. To what's going on yeah. in the world? Why did the earth just but, shake? But I do think it. A lot of it was created to control women. Yeah, like, probably. It seems like all of the I Abrahamic was, religions have a specific. They all have specific instructions about the woman's role in society. Maybe it wasn't created like that, but it became that. No, it was there. I mean, that's in the text. Yeah. If you read it, it's right in there. Yeah, I won't read it. I'm not wasting my time with that shit. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I guess so. I personally yeah. don't think it was totally created. I think that what happens over the course of history is it changes and becomes part of uh Well, yeah, I definitely think control. it was co-opted. Like, Absolutely. I mean, the Middle Ages yeah. is a perfect example. I mean, it was literally a king was anointed by God, right? Yeah. So you think the king is the closest thing, right? No, the Pope still controlled. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like you couldn't do what the Pope didn't say. So they controlled everything. That's a perfect example, but I don't know if it was created for that. I think it's just like humans are, we find ways to corrupt things, and I think that they took that and they're like, well, this is a good opportunity. Yeah. I yeah, I think most religion was created as a an attempt at an explanation mm-hmm. for things we don't understand. Right. And was co-opted by people who are more ambitious than trying sure. to. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, than trying to explain things. They wanted to control things, but some were created just because the founders were con men. Yeah, <laughs> specifically Especially, the American ones. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we 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 got to move because we have a lot of questions coming up from mm. one specific person, Doctor Ninja Monkey Dan from Two Skeptical Chaps. <laughs> First one, who do you like more, Dan or Spike? Whoever's listening right now. <laughs> uh, which one of you, me and you, would win in a fight? Austin. I would, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know this one. Uh, Die Hard or Terminator? Terminator? Terminator. Sarah Palin, one night, no words, would you? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I think I've permanently lost my erection. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't anyone shoot RoboCop or Batman in the mouth? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't in the screenplay. It's a good question, though. And then which one? I don't even want to read this one. <laughs> which one of which of your mothers is most sexy? Mm. I'm not answering this one. Yeah, I one. refuse to answer that Sorry. question. Sorry. No comment. I My response was just this picture of Will Smith. Like, what? Mm. <laughs> the, That's a good response. So those were rapid. That was the rapid fire segment. Rapid fire segment. Nice. God, Dan, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I love it. That was great. Yeah, but yeah. if you could keep that up for another couple episodes, kudos. But I bet you can't. Yeah. You can't. You won't. 
let's finish this off with a real question. Okay. <laughs> um, as we end every single question episode, just, it's funny that we're finishing like both of the people are asking the last two questions are from England. Yes. Yeah. And this one's from our official UK correspondent, yeah. Propaganda. Uh, Stephen asked us, in 1825, John Quincy Adams was sworn in as president using the Book of Law instead of the Bible as he wanted to maintain the separation of church and state. What other book would you choose if being sworn into a political office? Wow, that is a really I don't know how fucking good this. question. I don't know how he does this. Wow. I don't know how he does it. I got my answer, though. This is actually very easy for you me. You go first, then. Yeah. Uh, Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States of America. Mm, like that's I, a good one. Like I said in the past, that book was the uh, the beginning of my progressivism, my my interest in politics. Yeah. I've read that book several times. Uh, I would swear over that. Yeah. Easily. That's a really good one. Yeah. Damn, now, I wish I could steal now it. Now, for you. Nope, you can't do it. Well, I mean, you can, actually. I don't, <laughs> yeah, there's no rules. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I can do what I want. But if you want to be a loser, you can go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, it's just funny because the purpose of swearing over a book is that it's supposed to be so meaningful to you. I know. That you won't break an oath. I don't think there's any book I've ever read that was that meaningful. Like, um, But... Uh-oh. To shore up my liberal creds, I'll say it's Manufacturing Consent by Noam Chomsky. <laughs> there you go. I, th- I, if Oh, my God. You should have. I, I guaranteed that it was going to be a Noam Chomsky book. <laughs> yeah. I guaranteed it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that's good. That's yeah. good. So that's yeah. what you would go off of. Yeah. Not like uh, Animal Animal Farm or anything like that? <laughs> George Orwell? Yeah, no. why not? No. No? Or 1984? Like, I, I pledge yeah. not to make the world like this. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Maybe cool. Infinite Jest, just because it's so large. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, I think manufacturing consent. Cool. And mine would be People's History of the United States. Yeah, it's sure. a good one. It's a good one. All right. Thank you for the questions. Yeah. Um, that was a good one. I don't know how he does this. Every single yeah. week, it's another fucking good question. Uh, but they're all good, except some of Dan's. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that, that last one <laughs> that last one was pretty bad. Uh, but, but we still like bourbon, so that was a question yes. from a couple weeks ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, okay. So when we come back, we will have our interview with Sarah Smith, congressional candidate from Washington State. So we're yeah. looking forward to that. All right. We'll be back. See you. If I had known this was the moment I should have held in the palm of my hand. If I had known this was the moment. All right, welcome back. Um, as promised, we have our special guest with us. Um, she is running for Congress in Washington State's 9th Congressional District, and her name is Sarah Smith, and she is with us now. We are very happy to have her along with us. How are you, Ms. Smith? I'm doing pretty well, you guys. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Um, we're always looking forward to having fellow progressives come on and discuss the many issues that... Well, that we need to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So why don't you uh, start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, um, your campaign, and a little bit about your platform. And we'll uh, start from there. All right. So uh, my name is Sarah Smith. Again, I'm running in Washington's 9th Congressional District. Um, So... I have some experience doing volunteer work. I uh, volunteered fundraisers for things like Seattle Humane Society, um, uh, King Five Harvest Drive, which is a local food drive up here. I've worked with Planned Parenthood and NARAL and phone banking and things like that. But I actually 
grew up as a millennial during the Great Recession, mm-hmm. and I was uh, in high school when the Iraq War started, and then I was just graduating when the recession hit. So I actually wound up waiting to go back to college um, until I was over 21, so I could I didn't have to worry about using my parents' income or anything like that, because that's right. it, it hit my family pretty hard. I've talked about that before in the past, mm-hmm. um, but it hit my family really hard. My dad was forced to retire, and I didn't want to have to monopolize their income by making the choice to go to college. So I waited, and I worked a lot of different jobs growing up up until I could go back. Um, I actually worked full-time through college too. So Uh, that was an interesting experience. Um, (laughs) So I actually, I I made the decision to run because I think one of the biggest things that we need is vision. And when I got the call from brand new Congress that someone had nominated me and we were having the back and forth about whether or not I I wanted to run, if they wanted me to run, uh, it really came down to what I would, what I would be running for. And at that point, it was because we really need vision in the Democratic Party. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah, right yeah. now we know we have enough things that we're against. We know everything that we stand against. You can just you, you look at the Democratic Party slogans that they released, and I think it really just emphasizes that it's all about being against things. Have you seen the other guys? Things like that, but yeah. that's not good enough. So I actually know what I stand for. I know what I want to accomplish. Um, I know that getting big money out of politics and leveling the playing field for real people in politics is a huge issue. It's something we really need to give more light to. Right now, we've got big donors and and big corporations and, and an elite group of people pumping money into the political system and they're they're turning things like medicare for all like universal health care into a dollars and cents issue instead of a moral issue because the question of health care is a moral issue if you ask me um it's so we're telling people that an elite group of people who can afford to donate money to campaigns and lobbyists who can afford to have have tons of money spent on their efforts and corporations who have enough money have a bigger say in whether or not people live or die than actually those people And that's a huge failing on our part that we've let it come to that point. Mm -hmm. So right now it's it's about running to give people their voice back and demand a seat at the table for actual people. So we talk about things like healthcare as if it's as if it's an economic issue, but we're not giving enough weight to the fact that it's a moral issue. We've allowed lobbyists from from healthcare industry and from pharmaceutical companies to make that decision for us. And I'm running because I want to get that money out of politics and I want to make sure that real people have a voice and that universal healthcare is an actual achievable thing that we can reach for because right now it's what people want. And we need to we need to structure our platform based on what people want, on what people are for. Give people a reason to resist. Give them something to persist for, right? Yeah. That's the whole overall goal. And so that's what I want to bring with me to the table in Congress. I want to bring vision and I want to bring new energy. Um what what's um who who are you running against? Um tell us a little bit about your your candidate as well. Um just to give the our, our listeners an idea of uh what what your race looks like. Sure. So I'm actually running against a um, a 10-term incumbent. Adam Smith is who I'm running against. No relation. I should probably emphasize oh, that yeah. too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no relation to, between me and my incumbent. Um, so Adam Smith is um, he's also a Democrat. He's a longstanding a longstanding Democrat. He's he's pretty much a, a good rank and file corporate Democrat. Um, he super delegated for Hillary Clinton, despite the fact that our district was overwhelmingly for Bernie Sanders. I think we were over 70 percent in 
favor of Sanders. Oh, wow. And he he essentially told our district when we probed him about it that he didn't need to bend to the will of the people he's supposed to represent. It was more important to him that he listened to the whims of the party. Wow. And I think that's just it's a classic example of the issue that the Democratic Party is struggling with right now. You know, there we're not representing people we're representing the party right. and i think that's that's part of the thing that we need to start changing with that democratic party and it's part of why i'm running um right now he's advocating for a new cold war which is oh, unsurprising geez. it's a lot of his big money donors are, are uh, lockheed martin northrop grumman they're war industry guys yeah mm. so He's now advocating for a new Cold War, and he just was one of the Democrats that helped approve this new egregious military budget that we're staring down the barrel of. So yeah. I think he's he's just a product of his time, and that, that time was 20 years ago. And I think now it's time that we injected new representation into our district that actually focuses on the problems we have right here in our backyard, not just overseas. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask a question that we ask all the candidates, actually, that we've interviewed, and I think... It's kind of uh, our, our foundation about, as you talked about before, getting money out of politics. And so we're interested in how exactly your campaign is being funded. So we are all small donations. I am not taking any PAC money. I'm not taking any big corporate donations. I know a lot of my fellow candidates have had the same experience where we've been approached by PACs, but we're trying to more use them to shine light on our campaigns and what we're doing. We don't we don't want their money. Uh, we want to form coalitions with them. We don't want them to be – we don't want to be beholden to them. Mm. We really – I, I, in particular, only really want to take money from people I want to represent. And I don't want to represent corporations. I want to represent everyday Americans. And so that's the only donations that I'm taking for my campaign. That's okay. great. Yeah. yeah, that is great. Uh, it's it's good to hear that, too, because uh, you're, you're following pretty much what the, the progressive ideal is. And all the, thankfully, all the candidates that we've uh, spoken to all say the exact same thing. Yeah. But uh, money in politics is a big problem. So yeah. by, by you doing that, you're helping one way or another. You, you are helping uh, end that problem. So thank you That's for that. That's the goal. <laughs> um, one of the things that... Um, it says on your uh, brand new Congress page is uh, you want to help lead the green energy revolution. One of the topics that's been very important in my life and I know Austin's as well and many people around the world because, you know, we only have this one world to work with yeah. is that, uh, you know, climate change is a big problem and especially with our current administration pretending that it doesn't exist and all of the things associated with it. How will you help lead that green energy revolution and what does that look like? First of all, it's unbelievable to me that the administration still says climate change isn't real when overwhelmingly on both sides of the aisle, Republican and Democrat, conservative and liberal, all agree it is a problem and it's real yeah. and we need to care about it. And one of the ways that we want to start leading the green energy evolution or revolution, uh, I'm fortunate enough to come out of an area where we've made a lot of strides in that area. Right. Uh, but we want to start transitioning to in investing in, in, in industries like solar panel creation industries. The people that make components for these things invest in industry that's actually going to help us build up our green energy revolutions, get get cities working towards solar, invest in solar batteries. Um, 
right now we already have more people working in alternative energy than in, in fossil fuels combined. So I think we really need to push on that. We need to continue to provide opportunities for small businesses, for new industries, for growth in the alternative energy sector. That's one of the primary ways that we're going to get there. And our goal is to get there within about 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. We've There have been studies that have been done that have actually shown it can be accomplished in six, but you know we're giving 10 for red tape and things like that in opposition and sure. everything like that. But the goal is 10 years once we take office. So. Okay. Um, kind of along a similar line, uh, during the primaries, Bernie had talked about he had a plan for a trillion dollar infrastructure spending because uh, in this country we have crumbling infrastructure that's been, mm-hmm. you know, needed updates for like 50, 60 years. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous yep. <laughs> now. <laughs> so we were curious if you had any kind of infrastructure spending plan because I know they said even his one trillion plan wasn't like all of what we need. So just kind of curious to hear your thoughts about that. That's right, actually. The American Society of Civil Engineers says it's going to be about uh, $4.6 trillion total. And that's just to get us up to speed, which is the crazy thing. That's just to put us on the same playing field as every other first world nation. Mm. And once we get there, we can't just set that bar and then stop, right? right? We have to keep making strides in the infrastructure area in order to keep up and move ahead of the rest of the world. I mean, there's five, ten miles from where I'm at right now, actually, a bridge just collapsed. Um, we are. I don't know if you guys know too much about the King County, Seattle area, but we've got some of the, the most terrible traffic because we have so many roads that are so small and they weren't built to support this kind of um, volume. Mm-hmm. And we desperately need infrastructure rebuilding here. We absolutely need it. And if we need it here in this metropolis, I can't even imagine what it looks like on the other side of the country. Well, we can speak personally because Pennsylvania roads are infamous, oh, yeah. uh, especially in the nor- <laughs> Northeast. I mean, yeah. you, you have to swerve just to avoid 100 potholes every single day you go out of yeah. your house. Um, bridges alone, every single year we have bridges that keep getting closed down because they're- oh, like, they're like that bridge in, what is it, Eldrin? Yeah. yeah, there's one right <laughs> next to our house pretty much yeah. that's, that's closed down because yeah. we, it's crumbling right yeah. in front of our eyes. And these are roads that we use every single day. So yeah. it's, it's, it's bad, especially in PA, but- definitely along the east as well yeah yeah, definitely. And I actually, I went to the University of Arizona. It's where I went to college. And um, living in Arizona for five years, they, they've got so many potholes and they have such a bad pothole problem. But the city doesn't have enough money to be able to to repave all the roads because it's it's really just we've left all this this infrastructure build up to the cities when it really should be an investment at the federal level, too, not just at the state and city level. Right. And they can't afford to fill in all these potholes with new with new pavement. So they just kind of stuff uh, rock. Um, I can't remember the exact term for it, but they stuff some kind of solution with rock-based solution in there, yeah. and it washes away when the monsoons hit. So the problem doesn't go away. We just put a Band-Aid on it. It's a, it's a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound, and we can't keep doing it because we're eventually going to have more and more bridges collapse, and it's going to be a catastrophe. Yeah. Um, let me uh, ask you this question. We've asked the last, uh, at least the last two. We had um, Hector Morales on last week and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on the week before. Um, now, th- they both come from states that have um, immigration issues. I mean, the whole country has immigration issues in one way or another, but there are states specifically. I don't know too much about Washington state's uh, issues with immigration, but um, what do you have an idea of how our immigration system needs to be fixed? Uh and some of the problems that are associated with that? 
So there are a lot of issues. Um, having spent some time in the Southwest and up here in the Pacific Northwest, there's a lot of similarities to the issues that we're facing. We have the good fortune up here in Washington of having a lot of our primary cities declare themselves as sanctuary cities. So we have a lot of a lot of police forces and a lot of local officials that are actually working to help protect some of our immigrant communities because it's it really is important. Immigration immigrants are part of the backbone of our community. It's what mm-hmm. built America, right? Yeah. So some of the ways that we need to be fixing this or by providing better pathways for people to become citizens. Uh, right now, up in up here, actually, yesterday, there was a, a, a hearing held for Zahid Chaudhry, who is a, a young man who, or he's a disabled war veteran who fought for our country and became disabled and is now at risk of being deported because he's not an American citizen. Hmm. And it's... It, it is abhorrent to me that someone would become disabled fighting to protect a nation that he's not even a citizen of. And instead of providing him that citizenship, we're sending him away. And that's unacceptable to me. And it just tells me that we need to have opportunities for people in the military that guarantee them citizenship. Um, We need to be putting centers around the world where people can come and apply before they even come here for citizenship. Start the process before they get here. We should be in the business of, of trying to keep families together, not ripping them apart. There has to be a better way for us to make movements towards this than just trying to trying to put limitations on how many people can come from what place. If someone qualifies to be a part of our country, if someone meets all the requirements, if someone fights hard enough and, and wants to be part of our nation, we should welcome that. We should embrace that. We shouldn't turn that away. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I 100% agree as well. And hopefully uh, it's one of those topics that seems to always come up every single election cycle, but people mm-hmm. seem to be afraid to try to attack it. They they seem to have all the ideas, but they don't come out and say what the ideas are. And it obviously needs to, something needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to change gears a little bit and talk about uh, earlier in the year there had been talk in the Senate and the House about trying to come up with a bill where we could um, import drugs from Canada because they're so much cheaper and have them here uh, to sell to the citizens here because a lot of times those drugs are made here and then, you know, exported to Canada. And uh, because of their healthcare system, they can negotiate so much better. So I was curious to see if you were in favor of uh, importing drugs from Canada and um, there were a bunch of Democrats who actually defeated the first go around of I think it was just a bill for a discussion about about importing the drugs. So just uh, curious of your opinions on that. Yes, um, I am absolutely in favor of of importing drugs from Canada. I mean, we're all first world nations, right? Mm-hmm. No one country's standards are going to be exponentially better than everyone else's to the point that we won't take medication from them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, you know, ibuprofen from Canada is the same as ibuprofen in America. It's just cheaper. And we talk about universal health care and having Medicare for all and things like that, but that's only part of the issue. We also need to have access to medication because it's it's no good going to a doctor and being seen and getting treatment if you can't afford that treatment. And whatever means necessary that's going to help people be able to afford that medication is something we need to explore. Because again, it all comes back to healthcare and access to care being a moral issue. We have a duty to provide for our citizens and that pr- that that providing doesn't just come in the face of Medicare for all. It also comes in the face of what medications do I have access to? How much is it going to cost me? Because mm-hmm. a doctor's visit can cost someone $250, but if they walk away from the pharmacy with a $1,500 prescription bill, exactly. that's going to hinder their ability to get care too. So if putting 
if putting uh, importing drugs from Canada on the table is going to help that discussion of how we can bring people better medications, then that's a discussion we need to have. That's something we need to explore. It's something we need to work towards. We should be working with other first world nations. That includes in areas like health and healthcare, not just war and peace. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the things that is associated with healthcare, one way or another, is something that uh, you said from the very beginning that you're 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 very invested in it's a uh, planned parenthood um mm-hmm. explain to because i i know this is one of those topics that people either know a lot about or they know nothing about and the people yeah. who don't know anything about it are the, normally the ones who are saying oh stop funding planned parenthood so uh, because it's all related to healthcare and all that uh explain why we need to continue funding Planned Parenthood, explain the benefits of it. And just if that helps overturn one person's mind, uh, one, uh, one of their opinions, then that's one more. Exactly. Any mind you can change is one more mind than we had before. Exactly. Planned Parenthood and access to, fem- to, to family planning, to women's health care, to reproductive care is so important. And not just in the discussion of personal health, but it bleeds into other things like poverty and even homelessness. It bleeds into education. Having the ability to have control over your health decisions and access to a health care provider that's going to help you make those decisions is crucial for women all across the country. Planned Parenthood, we get caught up in this discussion about abortion that we overlook everything else. And Planned Parenthood, almost most of its services, actually, over half of its, the services it provides are just general OBGYN care, things like mammograms, like pap smears, just general care for women that they need, access to contraception like birth control pills, um, even you know safe sex, that people have access to condoms there. It's so much bigger than just uh, their they hate, you know, babies or something like that. It, it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. And we've let ourselves be told this lie that it is. And it really isn't. Planned Parenthood does so much good and they help so many communities by giving people access to care and things that they wouldn't normally have. And right now with the healthcare system we've got, they provide them at a reduced rate so people can actually afford to go and be treated. I myself actually had an experience where I went to an OBGYN who couldn't help me um, with, uh, with an issue that I was having. I just needed general, you know, OBGYN care, obstetric Mm -hmm. care, and they couldn't help me. They couldn't see me. Um, They couldn't get me back there for months. And so I went to Planned Parenthood and it was because of Planned Parenthood that I was actually able to get the care that I need. And they found a problem and they helped me get medication to fix my problem. And it was having access to that care that turned what was a minor health issue into a nothing issue, but it could have become a horrible issue that could have left me unable to have children. And Mm. so having access to that care was so important and there are so many women across the country with stories like mine and it's really important for us to keep this access available to them in all areas all across the country well first and foremost we're very happy that uh everything was taken care of and that you are healthy and everything uh worked out for the best um (laughs) it did (laughs) but i mean it, it it's very obviously it's very important and uh, one of my good friends um, is actually went to school for psychology and she told me this whole other side of Planned Parenthood that I, I didn't know much about but if an abortion needs to be done that uh, they also provide the help for dealing with that and coping with that because mm-hmm. it's not just like oh I had an abortion now I'm moving on with my life it's a whole experience and that's some, that's one of the parts that I didn't know about. So when I was educated and told, well, this is a big part of it, 
I was like, wow, that's even more of a reason to have something like Planned Parenthood. So stopping the funding, that means you stop all of that. Yes, that's exactly correct. And I mean, a friend of mine actually went and sought help through Planned Parenthood. And it wasn't just this discussion of, oh, I'm going to wake up and have an abortion today. She went in and it was this whole issue for her. She was bedridden for, for multiple days over it. It was a true moment of, of, of grief, difficult decision for her. And Planned Parenthood provided her phone numbers, contact information for mental health professionals. They also wouldn't let her leave till they talked about contraception with her. And they went through every single kind. So it's not just that they're doing this and they're like, oh, cool, let's give everyone an abortion and move on. They're they're also trying to say, how can we prevent women from ever being in this circumstance where they have to make this choice again? It's so much bigger than just one service. Mm -hmm. And I really think people lose sight of that because it's an uncomfortable conversation to have, right, when you're talking about reproductive care. So we lose sight of this because we all get wrapped up in the emotional argument that we're overlooking all the good that Planned Parenthood does. And it's it's not right that we're overlooking it and threatening to defund them because of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess uh, l- let me uh, ask. L- let's change the topic just a little bit. Uh, ask, I want to ask something that we actually haven't asked uh, another candidate before yet until just now. Um, it's about foreign policy uh, because okay. because I don't know uh, I, I don't know what um, any specifics because we focus a lot on domestic issues here, um, mm-hmm. but it's still a topic that has to be discussed. Um, what is like, do you have a plan for, uh, the, the common, uh, foreign policies like fighting ISIS and stuff like that? Uh, mm-hmm. do you have any kind of, uh, guidelines, any plans for that? If you, uh, when I have given a lot of thought to things like foreign policy and it's, it's definitely an arena that I really want to become even stronger in if I can. But right now I, I really think we need to shift gears away as a country from just wars of choice, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the reality is we haven't actually had a war declared since World War II, but we have things like the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Gulf War, the Iraq War, but they aren't technically by definition wars, right. which tells me that they all fall into this scope of wars of choice. And that's something we need to be moving away from. I mean, I, I think it was uh, Eisenhower who said every bomb dropped is theft from is theft from the poor back home. Man. So we really need to be waiting these decisions and and making more of an effort to shift gears, become a humanitarian aid country. Um, Before we send tanks and soldiers in, have we gone in and helped build up these communities? Have we gone in and helped them... access clean water? Have we gone in and helped them build up wind farms, solar farms? How have we how have we reached out to the point that there is no other option left than to go to war? Have we tried every diplomatic effort possible? So we need to scale away from this. Let's just jump on the war train and get out there because we've been in a system of perpetual war and we can't get out of that mindset. And we need people in Congress who are going to stand up and say enough is enough, enough wartime spending. It's time we focused on building countries up because that was part of how we became such an economic powerhouse right. after World War II in the first place, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. So by by shifting gears and becoming a country that helped others invest in their infrastructure and build up, helping manufacture things back here in America that helped build up other countries rather than tear them down and, and cover them in bombs and soldiers, we built nations up and it's how we became so powerful. And if we want to regain our status as an economic powerhouse, if we want to regain our status as a respected country that doesn't just go in guns blazing, then we need to shift gears away from wars of choice and back to how much humanitarian effort can we provide these countries okay yeah, yeah i mean that's a that's a that, that's a great idea great response i mean uh like you said that's 
how we got rich and powerful in the first place in yeah. one way or another. Yeah, so yeah. why why go away from that? Yeah. I guess uh, the the simple answer would probably be just the corporations and oil companies and stuff like that leading the ways, yep. especially as of recent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Right now, it's just, it's a very confusing situation in foreign policy, and I'm just, all I can focus on is, have we done everything in our power to build up these people rather than tear them down? Because every every time we we take out a city, every time we have another drone strike, we're creating more people in ISIS. We're creating more terrorism. And that's one of the problems that we're facing right now. We're saying we're out to fight them, and we're going to keep fighting them, but we're, we can't fight them if we keep making them. And yeah. so we need to focus on, on what we can do to help countries instead of what we can do to hurt them right yeah okay all right i'd like i'd like to uh kind of bring it back around to education um i had read that uh part of your platform is to have tuition-free college and i was just curious um if there's any more specifics about the plan and just your thoughts on education in general Sure. So my thoughts on education are very strong. My mom was a preschool teacher. My whole life I spent growing up being told by my parents, get an education because it's something no one can take away from you. They can tear up your diploma, delete your school records, but they can never take away the fact that you got an education. And education is bigger than just college and university, right? Education is it's technical school, it's vocational schools, it's trade schools, it's work training programs. And right now we just don't have enough of these technical and vocational schools that are legitimate, that are reputable, that can actually give people tools to pursue a new career. And a lot of people won't do it because it's so expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. my husband and I right now are, are paying about a third of our income in student loans. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. And you couple that with skyrocketing housing prices. We're, we're sentencing people to graduate from college, asking them to become a working member in the, of, of our economy, and then we're drowning them in student debt. We're asking them to hold hold on to this one or these one or two low wage jobs rather than pursue this career that they went to school and got educated for. And we're holding people back. We're taking some of the brightest minds of our generation and asking them to keep working their, their low wage jobs because they have to be able to survive. And it's, it's not good enough anymore. Uh, we need to be making sure kids have access to education when they graduate from, from high school, that displaced workers have access to educational tools. Mm -hmm. Because when you remove industries, people have to train themselves in a new one. We talked about um, investing in green energy revolution. So we have a lot of displaced workers, a lot of engineers that are, that are going out of work up here as Boeing moves jobs out of Washington state uh, and out of the country. We're, we have all these workers that we need to find some way that we can access their potential. And part of the way we can do that is by giving them the ability to go back to school, to technical schools, vocational schools, and get trained in a new industry so they can become a part of that economy. Um, <clears throat> right now, we're looking at, at how, how it is that we can provide this access to debt-free education and, and things like that for students. But mm -hmm. it's even bigger than just debt-free education to me. It's also about K-12 through education as well. Mm -hmm. K-12 through is just as important. Um, right now, we're, we're sentencing kids to have a bad education because of their zip code. Yeah. And that's how we fund schools. And that's that's condemning a child because their parents literally can't afford to live in the expensive areas. And that's unacceptable. The only people that suffer are not just those kids and not just those families. It's the rest of us. What if this kid has the potential to colonize Mars, but because we're we're basing their educational worth on the zip code they're growing up they're growing up in, they never have that opportunity. Right. So providing equitable access to people for education 
is going is such a crucial thing. It's one of the biggest things that we can do in order to build up students, in order to build up uh, young people, so that they can really hit the ground running and go to school. And if they choose to go to vocational school or choose to go to technical college or choose to go through university, that they have that opportunity to do so and become real powerhouses in our society. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, we, we need to like, we're on top of we have the number one category and a lot of negative things. Unfortunately, <laughs> we need to get on top of that for education. Yeah, we have to join oh, yeah. the rest of the world in that. Well, uh, you know, like Norway and even China has like one of the better education systems. So we, we need to get on top of that immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. And we snub our noses at all these other countries, but we're we're ranking lower than they are Mm -hmm. in things like STEM education and mathematics in the greatest country in the world, in the wealthiest country in the world. Our kids are not getting a quality education. And that is just such a shortcoming and such a failure because the importance of education isn't isn't this horrible thing that it's painted out to be. Um, Education is such a big deal. It's essential for people's ability to access the world and to understand things and possess knowledge and have skills and, and gain trades. It's such an important part of our culture that we need to be more emphatic about calling for reforms in these areas and calling for access in these areas. This is important. It's a big deal. And we need to treat it like a big deal. We can't just keep pulling money and borrowing from education. It's not a savings account. That's our future. Yeah. I have one more question that's actually directly related to education. Uh, What is your stance on standardized testing? My stance on standardized testing, I feel I actually had to go through standardized testing growing up pretty much all the way from the time I started school till now. Mm. Um, Standardized testing is only one aspect of how someone learns. It's only one aspect of the kind of knowledge that someone possesses. So standardized testing is good for being a gauge, but as far as being the bread and butter of whether or not someone advances grades or goes to college, I feel like it's, it's not an effective tool. People learn differently. When I was growing up, I used to be a a kinesthetic learner. So I was all about touching things and doing stuff. I was always building things and and tinkering with stuff. And now that I'm older, um, I'm actually more of an audiovisual learner. So you you change, your learning styles change, how you take knowledge and changes. And telling someone at, at, you know, 17 that because they were a kinesthetic learner, they can't go to college, but then three years later, they switch to an audiovisual learner or an audio learner, that's, that's not an accurate representation of their of their education. Mm-hmm. Um, some kids just don't test well. <laughs> some yeah. people get so nervous, but when they do homework, they're right on top of it. When they do speeches, presentations, they're on top of it. They're on top of the world. They ace them. They're wonderful, but testing just doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. And we need to have some kind of better system that we look at a student's whole education, not just this one moment in their life that they panicked on a test. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree as well. I agree as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good things in there. Um, yeah, your platform is very strong, very, very progressive, which is, you know, to us at least, that's uh, what what we hope for. That yeah, it's at least, a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. We want, <laughs> we, we wish most, you know, all Democrats would follow this platform, but it's good to know sure. that there are some out there. Yeah. Um, tell us, uh, tell everybody who's listening uh, where we can find you, where um, they can follow you, where they can donate, where they can support your campaign, all that good stuff. I'm trying to be everywhere. Um, <laughs> so you can find my website. It's uh, votesarasmith.com. It's Sarah with an H, S-A-R-A-H, smith.com. Um, you can do votesarasmith.com slash donate. We are always looking for donations. Like I said, we are a small donor-only campaign. 
every dollar really is a make or break moment for whether or not we can hit our goals every month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are only small donations. If you want to get involved, Sarah Smith dot, vote sarahsmith.com and slash volunteer. I'm on Twitter at sarahsmith2018. I'm on Facebook slash sarahsmithwa09. I'm on Instagram at sarahsmithwa09. Um, and then we're a YouTube channel in progress, so I don't want to give that out yet, but it okay. will be coming up soon. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, very good. We'll look for that too. So uh, when you post it on, say, your Twitter, we'll uh, retweet it to try to get that out as much as we can. We'll help you out. As- awesome. Yeah, we, we want to help you out as much as we can. Um, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we wish you, first of all, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Um, and then we'd also love to have you come back on maybe sometime uh, as the campaign gets closer, uh, as the race really starts to intensify. Maybe we can have you come back on and we can uh, do like a status update sort of thing. Absolutely. I would definitely love to do that. And if you guys know anyone or anybody knows anybody that's on the fence about running and they love progressive movements and they're all about a lot of this, tell them to run. It's state, state, city, whatever, local, anywhere. If you, if you want, if you can run and you believe in a progressive platform and you believe in your message, run for office. It's the biggest thing we can do right now. So if you know anybody that wants to run, by all means, encourage them to run. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Great message to end that on. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Thank you guys so much. All right. See ya. Hello, we're back. <laughs> oh, you, you say it like a deranged child TV show host. <laughs> um, we got stuff to do. Yeah, but we're we're changing something up. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very excited. I am too, Austin. Yeah. But I'm very awkward about explaining it because I feel like we're going to make someone mad. But um, who are we going to make mad? I don't know, but somebody people get mad for no reason. You know okay. that. All right, I do know that. Let me just explain. Um, we have beer. Yeah, but we're not drinking any more of it. Nope. We're going to drink wine. Yes, and it's not Italian, nor is it French. Although it's a variation of French. Right. Yeah. But you know. But it's not French. No. Yeah. It's actually that style comes from California. It's actually a local vineyard, but this doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> from a, a vineyard called Blue Ridge, um, Blue Ridge Winery. Yeah, this is their Cabernet. Oh my God, Sauvignon. No, no, I know. Okay, just oh, I just yeah, I just assume that if I say Cabernet, people know they do not for real. Yeah, why Cabernet is its own thing? No, but a lot of people don't know what Cabernet is. Wine drinkers know what Cabernet yeah, is. Yeah, if you say Cab, yeah. I also I love the Sauvignon grape because so, Sauvignon Blanc is also very good. That is good, yeah. yeah. No, I liked it too. Um, the ABV, I don't even know if you can talk about ABV wine, it's but 12, I guess so. It's twelve twelve point five. Yeah. Um, it's it's very good. I go to yeah. this winery all the time. This vineyard's great. I play there a lot. Yes, he plays yeah. there. So um, we got a glass of wine with all Blue Ridge wine. Yeah. <laughs> And we're, for the first time in Dumble Over history... Having wine. We're having wine. <laughs> it's weird. It's about to get snooty. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Where's that cheese I had before? 
Wow. They are so good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's so perfectly balanced, everything about it. The problem with talking about them is I don't know how many people are going to be able to have access to this wine from Blue Ridge. Yeah, I have no idea. If you're from Pennsylvania, if you're from East Pennsylvania, I believe most of the shop rights and yeah. most of the Weisses carry. Yeah. Uh, so pick it up, try it. It's it's a little expensive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But they're absolutely amazing. But you can find it. Apparently, there's tons of New Yorkers and New Jerseyites who go to the crossings. Yeah. The crossings in Tannersville, Pennsylvania. So if anybody's listening from New York or New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you go to the crossings, which they, I found out is like a thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like people go there their oh, whole yeah, lives. Yeah. yeah. I know. And they have- It's like their vacation spot. And apparently. there's actually two spots in that cross, yep. in, the, in the outlets there. So look, yeah, look for Blue Ridge, Blue happen, Ridge yeah. Winery. Yeah. And it's- uh, Maybe you'll accidentally catch Austin's show one day, which yeah, will be a little- Yeah, on a Saturday. Yeah. Little, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's very good, man. Mm-hmm. I love this wine. I'm a big I, I'm a big wine fan, as we all know. We had this argument yeah. long time ago, but uh, in in it was actu- settled, yeah, it was. <laughs> but in all actuality, um, all wine is good to me. And I think someday we'll have our actual French versus Italian wine shootout. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I have like we'll I, make it a particularly pretentious episode. Or maybe what we can do is like you can because you drink more French wine. I drink more Italian wine naturally. Yeah. So if you find the one bottle of the best French wine and I find one bottle of the best Italian wine, then we can do yeah. something like that. Yeah, but for no, no reason other than to just enjoy amazing wine. Because <laughs> yeah. if you really think that this this uh, feud is real, you're stupid. Yeah, it's not because <laughs> wine is so good for yeah. those countries. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough wine because I could literally have an episode on wine. Okay, hey, mm. shut up. Let's. <laughs> Do uh, <laughs> let's do these scary religious nut jobs. We have a particularly scary religious one today we do yeah and it's somebody okay we have not yet covered yeah what's her name again cindy jacobs cindy jacobs um, but she's on the show of somebody we have covered yes several thousand times it feels <laughs> like yeah yeah which doesn't make any sense if you look at our episode number <laughs> no it doesn't austin um so this is the way we played this one out austin found the clip i, I didn't did. listen to a single second of it no i need um, to take your headphones off yeah and maybe we'll do it the other way around i'll find a clip and then just to, I, I want one of us to be completely surprised okay. but even though you only listen to like 10 seconds of it right yeah i'm roundabout sir yeah. yeah so uh this is a it just apparently it seemed like a good clip it did What's it called, Austin? It is called Cindy Jacob says God has a skilled surgical precise solution in place to neutralize North Korea. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I read it like that. I don't know either. That's um, the one. <laughs> what show is she on? She is on the Jim Baker show. Woohoo! Oh, good old. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of people in this one. Yeah, boy, if you could see it, there's oh, one, hook, two, three, four, TV. five, six, seven, eight. There's nine people at this desk. You didn't hook up my TV. Oh, I forgot. That's okay. Um, nine so, people at the desk. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of the fucking nut jobs on one table. It is professional. Okay, uh, without further ado, and with further wine, <laughs> a lot of whining. Wait, we, what? We bring you Cindy Jacobs. Cindy Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Now let me prophesy. Yeah. And the Lord would say, yeah. I am getting ready to give you an anointing and authority in intercession to. 
<laughs> what do you bet she doesn't know what any of those words mean? <laughs> she's she's weird. She's like really creepy looking. She's staring into the camera like she's like seeing through me kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought she was gonna say ready for a spanking. <laughs> I thought that's what was coming. It sounded like like it was she's like, you know, prepare you for a spanking. <laughs> Why does she remind me of Clinton of Hillary? I don't know what it no, is. I don't think so. For me, it's not. I don't see it. Actually, she kind of looks like Laura Bush. Yeah, with the yeah. hairstyle, especially. Yeah. Uh, looks don't matter. No, but but black lives do, and that's a, that's a weird segue. <laughs> But it's true, and you can't argue with that. I'm not going to argue with that. It's just a little random. <laughs> okay, God. Well, I feel like people need to be reminded because it seems like they constantly forget. I, especially yeah. in this country. Go exactly. Ahead. To avert disasters in your area. And Satan is stirred up, and he is it's looking for a place. He's looking for an entry point. <laughs> so Satan is stirred up and he's looking for an entry and point. I think, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that was Jim Baker going, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> See, now he knows what it's like. Why is it always Satan? That's a good question. It's always fucking Satan. Yeah. Right? Or, or demons. Or demons, so yeah. Like Which I guess in- Satan's employees. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. So, but it's always Satan or demons. Mm. Like- Mm-hmm. Or satanic demons. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess those are the only kind of demons there are. Yeah, I don't think there's angelic demons. Yeah. Is there? I don't know. I don't know. You read that fucking fictional book. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I did. But you went to, um, what are those called? CCD classes? Is that what Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to our quote-unquote Sunday school. Yeah. But mine was on a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, for cat, Did they still for call clothes. it Sunday school? No, they called oh, it CCD. Okay. Yeah, okay. which I still, till today, have no idea what it stands for. Mm. It was just a teacher te- reading us the Bible, but I didn't. I never it's not listened. Not the criminal communion division. <laughs> I will tell you this on a very quick side note because it's really funny. We Law had order CCD. We had <laughs> no. <laughs> we had to remember prayers. Yeah. And what me and my friend, um, I'll tell you later because you might remember him from high school. Yeah. What we would do is. I would remember the top half of the prayer, like yeah. the first like ten lines. He would remember the second half. Nice. And we would sit next to each other when we had to write them down for the actual <laughs> test and just switch, switch. papers. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So That's I never perfect. really paid attention. I never. I like this idea of Law and Order CCD division. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that idea. You have no. It's like idea. an episode opens up and there's a somebody like laying on the floor because they ate a gluten free <laughs> host cracker and apparently that's not. You didn't hear about that? No. That's yeah. real? Yeah. The crackers have to have gluten in them in order to receive the host. <laughs> okay. Now you're just dicking no, with me. No. I'm fucking serious. I don't you believe You cannot you. have gluten-free Jesus crackers. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's true. Says who? The Catholic Church. What yeah. is wrong with them? Are you really? I'm so fucking serious. Look it up right now. 70% off Jesus crackers. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I am so glad. No, it that's what popped up a Washington Post article that says wait until it loads. <laughs> the Catholic Church says no to gluten-free communion, and here's why. <laughs> 
a new letter to the Vatican, a new Vatican letter to Catholic bishops worldwide has stirred up questions again over what kind of breads and wafers should be used during communion in, in Catholic churches around the world. The letter sparked concerns for those who who avoid eating gluten, including people who have celi- celiac disease. Celiac disease. Celiac yeah. disease. Yeah. The letter drew attention. Oh, I don't want to read the rest of this. This is incredible. <laughs> This is an actual thing. You thought I was joking. I totally. No, did. I told you. I totally. You did. can't receive Jesus with gluten-free Jesus crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny part is, when I typed in gluten-free, gluten-free Jesus crackers, <laughs> the first thing pops up is seventy percent of Jesus crackers. <laughs> oh, I think I found the new name of my cover oh. band: Gluten-Free Jesus Crackers. <laughs> so, everybody listening, let's get the hashtag Gluten-Free Jesus Crackers yes. trending. Yes, let's do yes. that. Gluten-free Jesus crackers. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, what were we doing again? I. We're watching a video. Oh Sorry. yeah, the Laura Bush thing. Yeah. All right. And it's funny because I was making a joke about uh, because she said that Satan was all amped up or something like that. Right. What? <laughs> I don't think she said aroused. That would have been a lot funnier. <laughs> but he's all work something like that and looking for an entry, and I thought she, that was funny. That just happened. Yeah. Oh, I was listening. Yeah. <laughs> you were trying to figure out where you get your gluten-free Jesus crackers, weren't you? Yeah, kind of. I'm yeah. interested. I should buy a pack. I actually might buy a pack <laughs> for the show. For the All show right. purposes, we'll Sounds drink good. wine with them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have our dumb all over communion. I think that that begs another question: What kind of wine is the official wine of the blood of Christ? Hmm. Right? I don't know. That's a more important question to me. Yeah. Hmm. It would probably have to be an Italian one because the Vatican's, Vatican's in Italy. Yeah, but Jesus was Middle Eastern. Yeah. And it was his blood. Hmm. No, he was white. <laughs> of course, like Santa Claus. Jesus is white. He no, was, Santa Claus is black. Black Santa? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Jesus isn't white just because I said Jesus crackers. <laughs> Jesus is white, by the okay. way. Just in case religious nut jobs didn't know that. Oh wait, no. Oh wait. Oh, I'm getting word. Oh shit, he wasn't. Okay, no. my bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough. Who, Let's- who said that? It was Megan Kelly, right? She's like, Jesus is just white. I don't know, but did you see um, America's Funniest Home Videos is actually having a higher ratings than her new show? Really? Yeah. The reruns. That's what the happened. Bob Saget reruns. <laughs> oh Jesus! Have a higher Christ. rating than her new show. Ah. Uh. Let's continue on with the clip. Mm, gluten-free Jesus on a cracker. <laughs> what is a gluten-free Jesus? <laughs> I don't know. I'm being attacked. Okay. All right. Here Press we go. play. You got to do it anyway. Where he can do great damage. But if my people will be like Nehemiah and get on the wall of intercession and build a wall around America, says the Lord. The Lord says, I will do a work which you would not believe. I'm going to expose, expose, expose. Was that in the Bible? Build a wall around America? tell her not to expose, expose, expose anything. But wait, no, for real. Was that in the Bible? Was that in 2 Corinthians? <laughs> I believe it was. Build a, wa- build a wall around America. Build a wall around America. And that includes the coasts. Mm. <laughs> Why do you need a wall around the coasts? <laughs> around America. No, it no. It has to be completely around America. Maybe it's an invisible wall of hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is she even talking about at this I point? I have no idea. And it seems like... She's using a lot of words, but they don't yeah. all seem uh, to make sense together. No. 
Yeah, and I don't think she knows what they mean. I don't think so either. I, I wonder if she's reading from a teleprompter. That's what it looks like to me. I don't know. Her eyes are split both ways. I can't tell. <laughs> she could be the new press secretary. <laughs> That's fucked up. Sorry not to worry about it. They don't do it on camera anymore. <laughs> As we said before... This uh, <laughs> section does not directly mean that our guest from the previous segment believes in this stuff. No. Oh, God. I had to put that out there. <laughs> like Satan. <laughs> Let's keep playing. He's putting out his gluten-free crackers to try to confuse the Christians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go. I don't know which crackers to get. <laughs> oh, apparently the racist ones. All right. Let's go. No, the seventy percent off one. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the if they're 70% off, I'm buying a pack. Yeah, you should. <laughs> have some Jesus crack. We'll have them on air. Yeah. One day I want to get a Jim Baker food bucket. <laughs> just to see what that if looks like. If our Patreon account grows and we have two thousand dollars to buy <laughs> shit food, then by all means. You can go for it. <laughs> by all means. <laughs> all right. But for until then, let's not even all right, bother. All right, fine. Even right now, the Lord is saying to me, there is something major being planned. I think that's schizophrenia. That in God's will, it's going to be exposed. So let's agree together. Yeah, Father, yeah. in the name of Jesus, cool. we decree the exposure of terrorist attacks. They decreed. We decree in the name of Jesus, even... Kim Jong-un in North Korea <laughs> is going to have to stop. Like God gave us this word in Spanish the mm -hmm. other day. Wait, why would you stop it there? She's about because to say... I want there to be some build-up. Wait, she just said, God give us a word in Spanish, yeah. and you stop it there? Yes. Austin, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to talk about there, but... First of all, I want to know, how good do you have to be to get into God's will? <laughs> because I bet he has a lot of good stuff. I bet. Ah, but he can never die, so seems pointless to be in his will. What? Sounds like a giant scam. He can't be like, like gluten-free Jesus crackers. How's that a scam? Some people, if if you're religious and you can't eat gluten, I don't understand why you can't just have gluten-free crackers. You can't be a real Christian. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because so fuck what, you people what's really with celiac disease. What, what's, yeah, <laughs> what's really weird about this is the the new Found the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> what's really weird about this is the Pope. Uh, a few years ago was like, well, if you're gay, you can definitely still be Catholic, right? Well, you, they can tolerate gluten. <laughs> but you can't tolerate fucking gluten. You can't be. Mm -hmm. You can be gay, but you can't be, uh, you can't have gluten-free crackers. Yeah, we're here about to hear a Spanish word, so get ready. <laughs> is she going to try to, like, she is, he, is she going to pronounce it like she tried to pronounce King Jong-un? <laughs> oh, no. I hope so. Go I'm ahead. really curious to see what this word is. Basta! Please stop it! And we decree over North Korea that that, that they will even be put a captions. stopping and that and the Lord showed me he's going to do some kind of skilled, surgical, precise solution to what's happening in North Korea and that he's planning it and he's got it in place. She's describing a tactical strike. <laughs> And hopefully it's not from them to us. <laughs> I got a serious question for you. Do you think she really believes this? Or do you yes. think she's just playing it up to get like no, attention and crowd? I can tell she's dumb. But I mean, like, how do you actually believe that 
first of all, Jesus spoke to you. And then second of all, specifically about North Korea. <laughs> it's a good question. Because I'm pretty I I sure. I have no idea, to be t- honest. Tell me if I'm wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. But I don't think North Korea was a country back when Jesus was supposed to be around. Tell me I'm right. I think you're right. Okay, so how would he even know? Well, because he's all-knowing, Tom. And you just don't know because you're intolerant. I'm, I must of be. gluten. <laughs> for, your, for your information, I can eat gluten. So can I. Okay, so All we're right. good. So I'll see you in hell. <laughs> no, we can eat gluten, so we're good. Yeah, we're still not going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if heaven were real? And you had to stuck, be stuck with all the people who believe in it. Yeah, I'd nope. much rather be in hell. Yeah, and, and if you believe in Dante's hell, mm. there's a whole section where the atheists belong. Yeah. Some of those atheists are like the, the Greek philosophical yeah. leaders. Like, Fuck that, I want to be there. Yeah. John Lennon's there. Yeah. Fucking, oh, God, he's playing great music right now. Freddie Mercury's there. Yeah. I'm loving it. Christopher Hitchens again. All right. What? You know who Christopher Hitchens is? No. No? Wow, you just made a lot of atheists really, really mad. I don't. I don't. That's know. okay. I'm an atheist. I don't follow other atheists for the most part. Not for a specific reason. That's, I just don't. That's a big one, though. Okay. He and uh, Richard Dawkins. That one I obviously know. Daniel Dennett. Don't know. No? No. All right, All right you got to teach me. You got some YouTube stuff to look up. Yeah, I'd rather watch Jacksepticeye, Mark Potter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And the Lord shows me that this is going to be a non-issue one day if the people of God will pray and there will not be a nuclear attack. California and Alaska will be safe. Mm. Come on, Californians mm. and Alaskans. You better get on the wall. You're right next this. to each other. Amen. First Amen. of all. and First of all. First of all. How would Alaska be? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Why, why Alaska? Yeah. For the 10 people that live there? Yeah. I, North Korea might be crazy, but they're not dumb. They know there's nothing there but penguins and polar bears. I don't even think there's penguins, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I think one of their missiles well, can reach are. Alaska. That was the point. I get it, but that's a stupid analogy to make. California, I understand. That's nah, a highly populated area. But don't mm. fucking talk about Alaska. No one's going to nuke Alaska. How, how is a wall going to stop a, an <laughs> no, attack? Come on, it's obvious. Well, it's true, because it sounds like she <laughs> wasn't talking about a real wall. It was like a wall of... Like Jesus of, hopes of or prayers. something. Yeah, of yeah. prayers. Yeah, it's a wall. A prayer. prayer wall. Yeah. There you go. Boy, those never cause problems. Never. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes this fucking segment. <laughs> if only they knew what just went on for the, like the last yeah five ten minutes. Uh, but they won't. Um, we'll be back with our closing thoughts. <gasps> Ooh. Yep. That's it. And wine. And wine. <laughs> All right, enough of this. <laughs> this was a show. Yeah. Um, all right, first off, um, thank you, Sarah Smith, for coming on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an amazing conversation, and uh, we're going to follow your campaign uh, as much as we can. We'll, we'll make sure we do our job and re- retweeting and just uh, making sure that your name gets out there to as many progressives as possible, as many people as, as possible. So thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. We hope to have you back um, sometime, at least when the campaign is really getting uh, kicked off. Yeah. You know? um, other than that, wow. 
It was a uh, interesting show, <laughs> especially that ending. Yeah, especially that ending. Uh, I blame all of this for us being on the other podcast. Yeah, it got That's us in a weird yeah, mood. It did. It got us in a weird mood, but I like it. Yeah, I do. It's, I like it. This yeah. was a fun episode. I don't know yeah. how it's going to translate into audio. It's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting, and uh, I feel sorry for the person who has to edit it. <laughs> Austin, <laughs> yes. What are your closing thoughts for today? Um, this wine is fantastic. It really is. Yeah. If anybody gets a chance, this one is Jester Cabernet mm-hmm. Sauvignon. That's right. Um. Since Austin got mad at me for not saying that yeah, part, Cabernet last French grape. <laughs> um, I always just call him Cabby, so it's yeah. but I, just because I drink wine like legitimately every day. Um, if you ever get a chance, it's their Blue Ridge Winery. Yeah, look them up. Uh, if you're ever in Eastern Pennsylvania, try to get them. They're so good. They have so many good ones too. A lot yeah. of good, a lot of good drinking today. Yes. Yes. Um, my closing thoughts are uh, once again good conversation with our uh, friend Sarah Smith. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the fact that we keep getting these politicians on. Yeah. To try to uh, get as many out there as possible. Uh, other than that, it was just a lot of fun. It was. Uh, make yeah. sure you catch the uh, Two Skeptical Chaps. Look them up on uh, Twitter and everywhere. Yeah. Because our part will be on their show. Plus, just listen to them because they're actually really funny. They are really funny, they're yeah. Probably my favorite, or at least one of my favorite podcasts yeah. out there. So Yeah, hopefully we didn't ruin their show. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If you know the story behind it, well, you won't. But if you knew the no. story behind how this episode came about, <laughs> you'd be like, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. All right. So should I do the stuff? Go for it, Tom. You got nothing else to say? Uh, no. no. Okay. Oh, oh, trending. We want to get hashtag gluten-free Jesus crackers <laughs> trending. <laughs> Hashtag so, free yeah. Jesus crackers. Um, by Saturday, <laughs> I see a bunch. You got, of, you got one day, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be trending by Saturday, but I want to see a bunch of hashtag hey, gluten free Jesus no, crackers. No beauty in my beast had like that four was or nice. Five. Yeah. yeah, I was really happy. See, about you that. had yours. That it's made, my turn now. That made me feel so good. Yeah. So yeah, let's do that. Uh, hashtag um, what is it? Hashtag gluten free uh, Jesus gluten crackers. Free Jesus <laughs> also the name of my new cover band. there you go oh <laughs> uh, joe you got your work cut out for this one i don't know, yeah, I don't know. who the fuck that's yeah, gonna be who are you gonna pick for that one um all right <laughs> download this episode for free on blogtalkradio.com just look for dumb all over podcast mm-hmm. or itunes um i don't think you guys are listening this far because no one's leaving us any more comments i want more comments on itunes Good we comments. got another rating though Okay, so maybe they are no. listening, so whatever. But uh, download also for free on iTunes. Um, our main social medias are, I've used that in a while, yeah. are uh, Twitter, Twitter at yeah. DumbAllOverPod, uh, Instagram at, or yeah, at is it these at? I think so. Um, just DumbAllOver, Dumb yeah, podcast. <laughs> yeah. You can try Facebook, but literally don't. Um <laughs> <laughs> You've had a vendetta against Facebook, and since I will day continue. One. I hate Facebook. I really do. I despise it. You and Mark Fuckerberg. Um, <laughs> Mark Fuckerberg. You can sponsor our show uh, by donating on Patreon.com forward slash yeah. Dumbleover. Um, uh, you can take a look at my new solo show, uh, Affirmative Assessment. Austin's solo show, uh, Single Shot, which he's planning on rebooting very soon. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever the case, we'll, we'll talk about that as it comes closer. 
those two shows are eventually going to go strictly on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if you like the show, it, we're putting it on the $1. $1. Yeah. That's it. That's so it. just do $1 an episode. That's $4 a month. Yeah. Let's be honest. Your porn account charges you more. <laughs> so let's... Hold on. Wait. No. What? We have to stop right here. What happened? You pay for a porn account? I don't. <laughs> I didn't say I do. Okay. You know one of our listeners does. Pays for porn. Yeah. I'm sure. Is that not a thing anymore? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely not a thing. Ever since the internet was invented. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's why it was invented. I don't know, man. I don't know. So that the academics at the colleges could exchange pornography. I'm not a part of that uh, world anymore. I don't do the porn thing anymore. since you cleared your browser history. Suck it, Austin. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's a one dollar donation or or sponsorship. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're talking about. So please help us out. That'd be great. <sighs> um. What else? That's it, right? Yeah. That's, it. that's Oh no, it's not really it. Um, oh, what do you got? Pod and History X. Keep an eye out for Pod and History X. Yep. Which is released every Austin Thursday. Every Thursday. Yeah. So there's going to be one this week. Yes. Is there? Yeah. There will be. I haven't released the one we recorded on the fourth. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. this week's. So there will be one coming out this week, and then uh, every Thursday after that. Yep. Mo- Monday is the affirmative assessment. Uh, so we got podcasts all week, <laughs> yeah. man. This is yeah, great. You could have us all fucking week. Yeah. Yeah, because you do yours on Monday. When I do mine, it releases on Wednesday. Yeah. Thursday's Potter History Act, and yeah. Friday is the main show. Very quickly, thank you for the support uh, for my first episode. I was really, oh, yeah. I'm, I was really not expecting it. Yeah, we no, had it was pr- very good. Very, a lot of good uh, downloads and everything. So, yeah. hey, listen, thank you. Um, that's it, Austin. I'm done. You're done. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll see you guys next week with uh, and one of our various shows now. <laughs> become our own like little yeah. network <laughs> yeah it's weird it's weird isn't it yeah. we never knew this no. is gonna go come out to no. be this <laughs> no whatever it's good yeah it's very good all right so we'll see you next week yep see you trust me i'm like a smart person <laughs> oh look who's home long time no see you haven't changed a bit come on in Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878.